Welcome to the All My Besties podcast. I am your host, Robin Crawley, and today we are talking talking to Dr. Latanya Skillern. I am so excited to have you on. Hi, bestie. Hi, so excited to be here. You um, are a woman of many accolades, which is why you are a doctor, but you do so much in this world for the community, for women, and I am honored that you came on to my podcast even before we launched, so thank you so much. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Of course. Can um, you tell the audience just a little bit about yourself and, you know, how you became a doctor and all the good stuff? Absolutely. Hello, everybody. Hello. And I'm um, Dr. Skiller and Latanya um, to break the ice that uh, we're all besties here. Um, and I hold a doctorate in leadership. I also hold a doctorate in ministry and I'm in school to be a chaplain. And so um, that's kind of where I got the doctorate <laughs> uh, information and all that from, but that's informal. But anyway, um, you know, um, my normal life, I'm in construction. I own uh, interior construction, commercial construction company. Paint is our scope, um, construction cleaning, a uh, little bit of demolition, um, you know, and labor in the commercial construction field. And then I as well am executive director, founder of nonprofit organization, Ladies That Lean. The lean stands for living excellently after negativity. Yes. Um, so that all that just one paragraph was so much. So let's <laughs> unpack Sorry. it. Uh, no, it's okay. it's not too much. It's wonderful. I mean, it's just so much goodness. Let's start out with, I have a construction background and yes. I know how difficult it is for women in construction. So you're not only in construction, but you're in commercial construction, which is even harder to break in. So how did you get started with that? Um, to, I'm, a, I'm a painter by trade. Um, I'll say that. So I've been painting for 20, 20 so years, um, but I also um, have worked deep in building maintenance and the upkeep of a building once it's built so really um, knowing the inner workings of a business I'm um, a building excuse me and um, I have a, a general knowledge of complete construction all the trades if you will from the general ma maintenance standpoint and so I've just grown in that and grown into commercial construction in the trade and then up, you know, into project management and estimating and different fields that no one ever thinks of, you know, in construction. And um, I have really found my groove there to now owning my own company in construction, commercial construction. Please say that because I love that space. <laughs> oh, so yeah, it's super yeah. impressive. And if those of you are, you know, you're driving to work and maybe you're not in construction you do not understand how impressive this is. This is a really large undertaking because not only are you a female, you're a minority female, a woman of color, which is very rarely do you see that. So you're just like, you're not breaking glass ceilings. You're like shattering them. They're, you're like, what Thank is you. a glass ceiling? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so Thank you. Thank I commend you. you. I have to say like, 
I, I've been in construction pretty much my entire life, and I don't think I've ever run into anyone like you before. So thank um, you. Kudos to you. I hope you you give yourself credit when you walk when you wake up in the morning, you're like, dang, I'm doing it. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I do. I'm learning to do that. I'm learning to do that. It's super important. It's super important. Thank you. And then I definitely want to highlight your um, your nonprofit lean um, because it's actually really near and dear to my heart. Um, could you tell the audience just a little bit about lean? Yes, and it's ladies that lean. Um, the lean is the acronym just to, you know, all the things you may think of about the lean. It is lean on me as we lean on the community, but living excellently after negativity will get you in the mind frame. And so we assist women affected by incarceration or women at risk of incarceration. And we assist them by ways of, of anything re-entry. And that would mean working on housing, education, job, life skills, and all those things that it takes really to um, come home and be successful. Um, we do that by way of partners and also by in-house. Um, and we've been 501c3 since last December. So we're still building our program right now. We're working in strongly in the areas of education and mentoring um, those women and really trying to get a hold of the women that are at risk, right? Because if we can prevent incarceration, it's what we want to do. So both we work with both sides, but right now we haven't made it into the prison yet, which is our long-term dream. Yeah, I think that um, a lot of people don't understand. And I, I have a family member that was incarcerated when he was mm -hmm. 17. I believe he was in for seven years. So he came out when he was like 24 years old. He's now 47 and he still has a really difficult time getting a job. And he's never Absolutely. gotten any trouble since then. Not one Absolutely. speeding ticket, nothing. He's like the best, kindest human that there ever was. Um, but when he came out, he had like $37 and he didn't even get a bus ticket. So had he not had family that, you know, loved and cared and, you know, said, hey, you know, we want you to be on the right track. Here's, you know, how we're going to help you. He probably would have ended up right back. But programs like yours gives women and particularly a place to, you know, cut, leave and then get skills, life skills. It's, I've, I've done so much in the jail and prison system. And it's amazing how many don't have basic life skills. Um, Absolutely. Cooking, you know, just Absolutely. cleaning, making a bed, you know, balancing a checkbook, you know, basic yes. things. And I used to be a part of a program and we would do that. We would come in and help teach them basic skills. But without something bigger than that, they just end up right back to what was comfortable and what they knew because it's the only option that they had so absolutely and I I what I do in the big spectrum um Robin is I train women if they are interested in construction I train women and, and ladies that lean the um, trade of painting I've graduated two women so far in my class 
and I introduced them to this world. And then for me, that is really why I wanted to go ahead and, and go forth with my construction business. It's my heart. I love construction, but I wanted to be truly effective and be able to give jobs then after we do this, you know, and then of course I'm looking for the best now uh, to hire in my company after <laughs> for my for-profit, but I do, that is, that is how I plan. Cause people are like, how's she going to manage all of this stuff? And like, well, well, you know, God has given me a way to make it a triangular type of thing to actually really then after we train these women and we partner with whoever else gives a job, but um, for, for my company, um, you know, I will hire them if they, you know, can rise to that level of skill that I'm teaching. So, Yeah. You know, what I found um, when I was in that ministry, and this is, you know, probably 10 years ago, but it usually was just one mistake that they made. They were in the wrong place one time and their whole life changed. And so I always like just instilled that into my children. Like I just met this woman and she was with her boyfriend and he robbed a house and now she's an accomplice. And so a lot of times people have this stigma like, oh, people in jail are bad or, you know, people in prison are bad. And, you know, sometimes good people do bad things. I absolutely believe that, but there's, it doesn't mean that somebody doesn't deserve love, care, compassion and an opportunity to do the right thing and when Absolutely. you put that into somebody the change they make in their family in their community it's like it's amazing and you're a part absolutely. of that absolutely well i am that you know and i'm sure we'll get into that but but I, but i i can relate and i'm effective in this space because i am that woman you know so um here I am. Absolutely. If you speak life, give life, give us opportunity and a chance, education, and knowledge, reach a hand back, then you produce, this is what you produce, you know? Right. So I'm a living testimony to that. Okay. Well, I mean, it, it just speaks wonders um, for what you're doing. And I just, I'm just so glad that you're in my circle, you know, and thank you. I have so many amazing women and you all are doing just really great things. And I just really appreciate the fact that you're, you know, it's a, I don't know what you've been through. I don't know your past, but I know what you're doing right now. And you're really trying to change lives of, of people. So thank you. I appreciate thank you. That. Um, where are where are you? Like, where in the world are you right now? <laughs> I'm in Kansas City. I, I'm in Kansas City, and so my business services the metro area, the okay. Complete KC Kansas Metro. Okay. My nonprofit as well right now. Okay, is it Kansas or Missouri? Um, I I live in Kansas. I'm a Kansas girl, but um, we service both sides of um. So I do business on both sides of the water in both companies yeah. registered in both. Yeah. Why is this so important to you? Well, like I was saying, you know, I am that woman, uh, you know, just uh, to be quite blunt, you know, I was incarcerated myself for the period of four years and um, also had three years mandatory parole. So I was in the system for seven years total. Um, of my life from 2002 
until um, I got out of prison in 2006 and I completed my parole in 2009. And so, um, you know, we all have a backstory, short story is I've been living in the streets and on my, by myself and on my own since I was a 13 year old girl. Um, a lot of people like to dig and pry and before that and what happened and all that, that's not an important part um, of my life too, too much anymore because I've healed from a lot of those traumas. But what is important is just to highlight a young girl in the streets, right? And that I've made it, I'm 46 today. Um, and I've made it, I've never prostitute. I've never been on drugs, um, though I did sell drugs, you know? And so um, my life is really a living testimony. Uh, I mean, I still am amazed today. <laughs> so I, I think about it, but um, so saying all that to say, I'm still not the average woman incarcerated, right? I'm still not um, that, woman that you were saying you know with what if you didn't have this or what if you didn't have these resources or what if you didn't have your right mind or what if you were that prostitute or what if you were on drugs and when you came home you didn't know what to do to start your life over so that's what I say I'm not the average inmate in that essence right I'm the average them of going through the crimes and doing all that stuff but um you know um just being in my right mind right um, and not being on any medications, not being on previously on drugs, also having a support system, my kids not being in the system. These are all things that kind of make me not the average woman that's in there because the average woman does is affected by all those things. And so um, being in prison, meeting all those women coming through, it's just like, you know, I really started to understand who I was in there and why all this was happening to me because I've always been that voice for people, the, the brave one, the, I'm the oldest kid, I'm the oldest grandchild. You know, I've always been the one to have to speak up. I never in my life knew why. When I was young, I used to always say, why me, God? Why me? You know, um, prison helped me understand why me? You know, why me? Uh, there's a lot of people that don't have the voice I have. And so they need somebody with this voice. Yeah. This, this heart yeah I was just going to say not just the voice but the heart yes absolutely yes. because I can't imagine for those women that you know had gone through those things you know that were introduced to the drugs and and were introduced to prostitution you know when you when you get out it's like you have so much healing to do Absolutely. And even with me being that, you know, of course, being in the street at 13 years old, you can just yeah. imagine I fell into selling drugs. Right. And so that was my biggest concern when I was in there. I was having panic attacks and anxiety about how am I going to survive? I was adding up rent, bills, all this. It wasn't adding up. You know, I was getting anxiety like, oh, my God we're I mean we're, we're gonna be on welfare because I had never been on welfare before that's another testimony so um it was a lot of anxiety just for me having to learn like I'm gonna have to go straight when I get out of jail and and I always worked a job but I've always had that hustle to fall back on you know that in itself is is so different traumas yeah absolutely so um 13 years old, 
I imagine you had to grow up super fast and real fast. Yeah. And you never really got that opportunity to be a little girl and to experience proms and football games and stuff like that. So how important are those things now now that you're a mom, you know, make sure that your kids get to be children? Well, and let me say, I'm a grandma. So my kids have graduated. Um, Let me say that when I was in prison, they told me we would go to, I go, I was real busy and all these things. But one thing they told me that stuck with me that really got me going like, okay, I'm going to get myself together was that they said, you know, we build the future prisons according to each of you and how many children you have, right? So what are they telling me? They're going to build the next prison because I have two daughters. So they have beds with their names on them. And uh, without kids, I probably could have did prison standing on my head. But, you know, my children, my life, and and even though I was in the streets and different things, they they were kind of shielded and lived a really good life. But anyway, that woke me up. Like, wait a minute. Whoa, hold on. You know, like the world is conspiring against my babies because I made it. It was just a a different, it helped me really go into another dimension of like, you've got to get yourself together here, right? So um, when I came home, that's, that's what helped me really become the woman I am today is that my kids were there. I got them the first day I got home. You know, I was able to save up enough money and different things to go right into an apartment, but they were absolutely my answering point. I I would look at their face and see like them in jail or something. It just didn't register. So saying all that to say, my daughter was like class president, you know, my kids played basketball and, and this and that and cheer and dance and, 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 you know, we worked really hard at defying that statistic and, and we succeeded. And now I have two grandchildren, um, a boy and a girl that are in school. So my children speak out openly and in public about having a mother incarcerated um, and the effects of that. But answering your question, I went really extremely, probably overboard. I enabled them, but I, I, that was my whole life of achieving, letting them have the life that I did not have, not losing them to the street, not losing them to prison. You know, I became very absorbed with that portion of it. So <laughs> I'm still am. <laughs> yeah. I know it. No, it was, I became a, a, a mom at 16 and again at 18. And I was extreme, you know, like my kids aren't going to have a story wrong. <laughs> right, you know, right. Like I worked four jobs to make sure that, you know, I didn't end up a statistic. So mom to mom, grandma to grandma, I know exactly yes. what, what you're talking about. And I, I, yes. I, you're talking, I feel it. I, I know that feeling that you're like, no, I got to work this extra shift. I got to do this extra thing to yes. make sure my babies, you know, they have what they, what they desire. And that, I mean, yeah. yeah, I just couldn't imagine that, you know, now my daughter says to me, she said, mom, my main thing is raising kids that don't have to um, uh, heal from childhood trauma. I said, wow, that's powerful. Right. Yeah. But maybe I didn't, 
I, you know, I may have let my kids down with that, with going to prison, but now like the next generation, my grandkids, they know nothing, you know, they're so far from that. So it feels so good because now I can see that, that seed I planted then, you know, I see it now and they see me now, you know, for who I really am. So it's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful thing. And you're giving that opportunity to so many women. So, you know, you're a part of breaking cycles and that is cool. I love, like, I love that for you. You know, not everybody does something to change the world. People talk about, oh, I want to change the world, but you actually are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I just, God don't let me sleep at night. You know, it's just like, you gotta go. So it's just, I'm driven to do these things. Sometimes I can't even believe that I'm doing them. You know, you're just like a body. You know how it is when we're busy and even motherhood, it's really like that. Like you're doing this, but you just, you know, sometimes I'm still that woman though, you know? So when you speak life into me, it's just like, oh, wow, you see me for me, huh, Robin? You know what I'm saying? But but people think like, oh, you're so removed from that. No, I still deal with the PTSD from all of that. And I still deal with the second guessing myself and hoping you don't second guess me, right? And that society sees me differently. I, I still deal with all that. I still, and that's what we try not to do is cut off when somebody is re-entered into society because it's an ongoing thing. I have PTSD from going into Walmart. You know, I I'd rather not, I get anxiety, I start sweating. It's just, I like confined spaces now, you yeah. know? And so still to this day. So really recognizing all my traumas make me like, yes, people need people to walk them through these things. So it's really as I heal and go through my traumas, then I realize, okay, now let me help you because Wow, it took me so long to figure it out, right? I wish I had a me. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And those, you know, things just like certain uh, noises or I, like I said, I have a family member. So e- even certain situations, you know, even, you know, removed from it, geez, I don't know, 20 something years, yes. you know, it's still there and it's, you know, it, it's a part of you and you know it's just something you got to work with and heal just like everything else in your life yes. but you know what you're doing a really great job and it sounds like your Thank daughters you. are you yeah. know as well so yes. you know I think it's important if, even if we go through something you know everybody goes through something but how do you come out from the other end you know you, you come out going oh, you know, woe is me, poor me, you know, not right. continue doing X, Y, Z and use it as an ex- uh, escape and an excuse. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to say, I made a mistake. I've learned from it. I'm healing. And I want to help others not go down this road and you the ladder. And- Absolutely. And one important thing is like realizing, even for me, when I say, I used to sell drugs and different things. So I, I realized and then like, wow, I'm a great entrepreneur, right? So, I mean, just different things like that, that people don't understand. Like what I should have been learning is business instead. I should have been, cause I got that part. So it's really helping people identify like, why were you doing that? Why did you have that urge? Why, you know, cause there's most likely something in there that's good. You just, you just used it in a bad way. Right. And so- I try to really be realistic 
it was people too. And it, I feel like it's more effective, but yes. Um, I'm going to put um, a link to your socials um, underneath this. And if somebody wants to contribute to ladies that lean, is that right? Ladies that lean? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, do you have a website or anything? Yes, we have a Facebook page right now. We have a lady. She will, our, our website will launch hopefully next week. Um, and our PayPal donation button and all that will be attached to it. Um, so follow us on Facebook at Ladies That Lean. And you'll keep up and you'll see when our um, website launches, which I'm so excited about. And same for my for-profit company, LRG. I'm on LRG Commercial Contracting. I'm on Facebook. And my website should launch <laughs> within the week as well with that. And follow that page and you'll see that when it launches. So That's awesome. And listen, audience, if you need a painter and you're in con construction, commercial in the Kansas City area, we got your girl right here. <laughs> yes, thank you. Yes. Well, thank you again for coming on. It's just such a pleasure and an honor to just know you and have you part of my circle. I can't wait to see what you do in the next 10 years because, wow, what you've done <laughs> in the last few is amazing. So thank you so thank much. You. Thank you. And thank you for the work you're doing. It's been my pleasure. All right. You have a great day. You as well.